Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And I've got a little bit of a change up for you guys today. We've got a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's one that's going to be packed with value. One of the questions I get a lot is about podcasting and about starting your own podcast. And it's my job to be good at everything I do, but it's also my job to surround myself with greatness. So what I've done for you guys is uh, we have sandwiched our way into his schedule. We have chipped away. 30 minutes of his time, and I'm super pleased to bring you the author, a speaker, a coach, and more importantly, the founder of Podcast Launch Lab, Sebastian Rusk. Sebastian, welcome to the show, man. Sam, the man, great to be here, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Dude, it's it's such a, a pleasure to be able to just crack into your calendar and get just a little bit of your time. But one of the questions I get asked somewhat repeatedly now uh, in my consulting role is, hey, I really like this podcast. How do I start a podcast for myself? And who better than you to bring onto the show and explain the benefits of podcasting and how the whole thing works? So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about Podcast Launch Lab. Absolutely. And again, thanks again, Sam. I really appreciate your time and the privilege of being able to be on your show and, and hopefully share as much value as I possibly can with your audience. So the story began about 11 years ago. I met a gentleman by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk oh, uh, yeah. back in 2011. And uh, the game changed forever then. I had no idea what I wanted to do. A uh, recession had taken place. I lost everything. I found myself moving from Southern California back to Miami, which is home, uh, with my daughter in a duffel bag, having no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I was introduced to a mutual friend that worked for Tony Robbins at the time because I had this awakening moment in 2010 that I wanted to awaken the giant within. I'm going to figure <laughs> out what's next. Yes. I spent two years being a degenerate, drinking beer, sitting on the couch, feeling sorry for myself. Woe is me. And I think a lot of people did that between 2008, 2010. It was only, good... only two years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, to to be a degenerate, if you will, <laughs> if you yeah, will, yeah. Uh, people would ask what I did, and I say nothing. And uh, I I was asked that same question through the friend I was introduced to, that worked for Tony at the time. In fact, still works for Tony to this day. Part of his core team travels with them, core team of six. So I met with her, grabbed a cocktail shortly after being introduced to her, and I had shown her a video that I shot as I was trying to figure out what was next for me. And I'll never forget it. We were sitting on Miami Beach having a drink on a Friday afternoon, and she looked at me and she said, Sebastian, what's next? And I said, I have no idea. And she said, <laughs> that's a problem. Now, that's the PG version of what she told yeah, me. Yeah, but I was so there. many people never take the time to figure out what's next. Like, no, I, nor did I even, was I even, you, you're not going to know what's next if you're not aware of what should be taking place. That's so day, true, man. That's so true. Or, or what's possible. So she looks at me and she says, you know, that's a huge problem. And I'm thinking, these are back in my offended days. <laughs> very, very offended. I thought to me, who are you mm -hmm. to... Who are you to, uh, to to tell me that that's a problem? I mean, why don't you worry about your own life? But then I'm thinking, like, she works with Tony Robbins and probably makes a, a significant income doing so. Uh, maybe I should just listen up. And I said, so let me let me ask you a question. Why is that a problem? She said, that's a problem. Because who's missing out on Sebastian while you choose to not show up? And that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you're, oh, you're wow. choosing not to show up and figure it out. I never and thought I about that. Was, that was st stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, wow, probably a lot of people. I mean, I aspire to be a speaker. I've been in the social media game since the beginning. Maybe I can turn a business out of it. She goes, yeah, you send me that video. You can start a YouTube channel. There'd be a lot of buzz around social media, social buzz. You can start a TV show. And I go, what about social buzz TV? She goes, hey, that's kind of catchy. Dude, can, I, Monday, I, can I back you ahead. up for a second? Yeah. I want to go back over what it was you said about depriving people of what it is that you offer. Yeah. That's just incredible. That's 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 one of the biggest obstacles I run across with a lot of my clients. They don't realize that if they don't do something, they're depriving the world of their talents. Yeah. Who's, who's missing out because of your bullshit? Yes. So, that's yeah. incredible. Sorry, please carry on. I just wanted to underline that fact for the older guys that don't have the confidence to get started and are wondering, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. Don't forget that. People are missing out if you're not bringing the value you're capable of to the conversation. Yeah. Dude, that's a reminder. 
yeah. quick reminder it's, it's your responsibility absolutely to figure that out yes. no one's coming to no no one's coming to save you uh, at all so that that monday i i sent social buzz tv those three words to a designer and he created a logo which would still which, which is still the social buzz tv logo to this day mm -hmm. and the idea was to be able to educate people and motivate people and differentiate my myself within the social media space back in 2010 when social media was a very foreign topic that nobody knew a lot about well I so mean, i ran around town for about a year evangelize the fact that I'm starting the biggest, baddest social media company. We're going to create content. We're going to educate people about social media. Mm -hmm. um, and I would go to networking events and I would say, hey, Sam, if you let me in the door, I'll put together a video recap with my flip cam and I'll give you the video for free. Just tell everybody that's here about me and who created the video uh, and let me in for free because I didn't have the money to pay a cover anyway. So, so that's, you, that's that's adding value to become sure. valuable. That's Correct. how you do it. That's how you got in the door. Ties. Right. I started, I started <laughs> putting bow ties on one day. And uh, the, the entire thing changed because I, I knew that if I was going to make noise, I needed to be memorable. So mm -hmm. you're never going to say no to a guy with a flip cam, my energy level, personality, and a bow tie. So mm -hmm. I continued to rinse and repeat that process of going to networking events. And then one day I said, well, how hard is it to put one of these networking events together? <laughs> so I went to a local Morton's around the corner and I said, hey, can, can, can I do a networking event here on a Thursday? I just need you to give me free appetizers that you'll pass around provide the first cocktail complimentary. Nobody in Miami orders one drink, no one. Right. So uh, people spend money at your bar, your people meet my people um, and, and we'll see where it goes. And they said, sure, I happen to know the lady that was doing the events there. She said, not a problem, it was in January, we could do it outside on the patio. I wrestled up some sponsors, sold a couple booths for 200 bucks, made the event free, let the sponsors pick up the tab. But I also asked the venue to have the room upstairs. Can I have the room upstairs um, for the following day, because I'm going to bring everybody back after the networking event, and I'm going to bring them to my social media boot camp. So I charge 50 bucks. You go to my social media boot camp. You've already met me. You've seen me in an event. You've been to my event. You shook my hand. You talked to me. You said, what's this whole social media thing about? And you wanted to know more. So you invested in, in exploring what was possible with that. You came to my boot camp, and chances are after the boot camp, and I didn't even design it this way, but it would be go to a networking event, host a networking event, host a social media boot camp, and then people will go, hey, listen, I saw you in an event. I saw you at your event. I went to your social media bootcamp, but I need to figure this whole social media thing out. Can I hire you to help me? So if you had a budget and a pulse, you were my ideal client at that point in time because you were going to pay me two, 300 bucks to play around on Twitter and Facebook all day. So I spent a year evangelizing, having no idea how I was going to make money. And I would tell people that. They're like, how do you make money? I'm like, I don't know yet. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> and a year later, I did. So I started the yeah. Social Buzz Agency in November of 2011. Um, right around that time, in between all that, somebody said, hey, you need to meet a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. He's got right. a wine show on YouTube, and I think you guys would really hit it off. So before, I bought his book. Sebastian, I, man, I'm sorry to interrupt again. Shit, man, I'm sorry. But before we get into the Gary Vaynerchuk story, I want to just highlight how you managed to create what you created by going out and putting value into the community and generating your own event on your own time with your own initiative, like a lot of people out there think they can't do this. And it was just time, initiative, and work that got and you. Gary. Well, and Gary. Gary, yeah, Gary wasn't at your first event though, was he? No, but like, none of that would have happened. And, none of that would have happened if I would have not met him prior to, I met him prior to all the event stuff starting to take place. Okay, I, but I, I wanna underline the initiative and the creativity, that didn't cost you anything. Just labor and time and effort, man. So if if you're if you're thinking that we're special, like we're not, we just take the initiative because I host events too. But anyway, sorry, I, I hate to cut you off. I want to underline that for the listeners and let's Don't move worry into about it. Gary. Speaking of Gary, he cuts yeah. people off all the time. That's his specialty. <laughs> let's Tony let's Robbins. move into the Gary story. He was talking over Tony Robbins. Like who talks over Tony? No one. Gary no does one. though. <laughs> so uh, it was it, right before I I had met my friend that worked for Tony, got the initial idea. And then somebody said, you need to be Gary. And mm -hmm. I didn't have the money to buy it, the audio book. And it was called Crush It. Now's the time to cash in on your passion. I was Gary's yeah. first book. He's written five cents. And uh, my buddy let me borrow his Audible login. So I logged in, I downloaded whatever the file was, and I put it in my iPod. And every morning I would just have Gary screaming at me as he read to me. And he'd go off on tangents and uh, off the channel. Uh, but the, the, the consistent message was, 
whatever you're passionate about, somebody else is, is passionate about it too. So Chris, start creating content around what you're passionate about. Put it out there, a blog, a YouTube video, whatever you need to do, there's going to be somebody that's going to be able to connect with that. For me, it was nobody has any idea what's going on with this world of social media. No one. The only mm -hmm. people that know are the people that in it. And that's my peers. That's right. not business. So mm -mm. I had to go out and figure one of the first things Gary ever said to me was Sebastian, build a brand and create what you're passionate about. In this case, it's educating people about what they don't know that they don't know. But in addition to that, your personal brand will rule the roost for, 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 for indefinitely for, the, for, for your entire life. And I said, why is that Gary? He said, Sebastian, your personal brand in perpetuity is your reputation. Absolutely. And that, again, another monumental conversation that stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, wow, when the market crashed and I was doing marketing for real estate professionals in Southern California, it was uh, I love you one week and I, I hate you the next week. And it was you're only as good as your last sale type of business. It wasn't something that people were investing in. I knew that I wanted to create a sustainable brand that people invested in me in addition to the business that I had created and the solution that I provided that I wanted people to say, Hey, that's the guy that I want to work with because he's doing it. He's a practitioner. Mm -hmm. he, he knows his stuff. He's been it, in it for a minute. He's friends with Gary. I can't tell how many deals I've closed because I, because just because, from, from association, right. That's right. a whole other, that's, you know, that's a whole nother conversation on there. But as I did the event and I started the agency, I continued to build my personal brand. And then I got an offer to write a book in 2013. And I wrote my first book called social media sucks if you don't know what you're doing. And I told the entire story of how to build something from nothing, uh, just like I had done with Social Buzz TV. Yeah, and then from there, yeah. I'd parlayed that into speaking opportunities. My gift is speaking. If you haven't picked that up, I love, <laughs> I, I love to talk. And, and getting paid for it uh, is even more of a, it's a, it's, 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 it's a wild concept in and of itself to even think about. But um, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but along with writing the book came speaking opportunities, consulting opportunities, and was able to continue to edify my personal brand as a storyteller, content creator, author, speaker, coach, et cetera, while simultaneously building socialized TV. There, there is All so much power in that. There's so much power in that validation because what really you're doing is. is constantly validating yourself and your brand within the marketplace. And you are pushing content out onto people who are consuming it and they are getting to know you. They're getting to like you. They're getting to trust you. And then all of a sudden they're getting to buy from you. Man, right. that, you, it's like you 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 read the playbook and you you went and executed, man. It's it's absolutely wonderful to have somebody on the show that has walked that path. Um, from it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I got the chance shortly after meeting Gary in two thousand. I was like late two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. The the dates all blur now. I know it was about ten years ago. <laughs> it was somewhere uh, back then. Gary's second book came out, The Thank You Economy. And I had already, I had learned a long time ago that airport rides and connecting with um, the people that are around, the people you want to connect with. So admins, personal assistants, executive assistants, et cetera, is key. So I was able to connect with Gary's personal assistant at the time, a guy by the name of Bill Toronto. Mm -hmm. And Phil and I were able to connect via, via uh, Twitter uh, and email. And I said, hey, Phil, Gary's going to be in Miami for a book stop for Thank You Economy. Is he available for interviews? And I didn't hear back for like a week. And they finally hit me back. And they said, hey, yeah, Gary said he'll totally do it. No problem. Book signings at 730. Gary said he'll meet you there about 630. I said, okay, sounds good. I get there and Gary literally just walks up the street. It was at a book, local bookstore here called Books and Books. And Gary just walks up the street. Now, social media people knew who Gary was right, in 2013. Right. That's it. If you're seeing Gary on the street, you don't know. This day and age, you'd probably get mocked. But he just <laughs> walks up and I'm thinking I'm going to do a famous, you know, flip cam interview in the hallway right before he goes into the book signing. And that was far, the furthest thing from what had happened because the day before that, the phone rings and it's a video production company. And they said, hey, Sebastian, we've seen your work and we really like it and we'd love an opportunity to work with you. Do you have any upcoming projects that would be a fit? I said, yeah, what are you doing tomorrow night? And they said, we're available. I said, great. So they rolled in with a full video crew, lights, camera, action, the whole nine. And we had went into a separate section of the bookstore. It's a pretty big place, separate section of the bookstore, sat down, allowed them to set up. And I tell you, I spent probably... A, I, I want to say a minimum of like an hour with us setting everything up and then executing the entire interview with Gary. I think we even held up the room. Like they were standing room only people wait for Gary to come in and, and do his, do his talk and talk about the book, et cetera. And we're in here filming this interview. But one of the main questions, one of the first questions that I asked him was that I said, this is your second book. Thank you. Economy really driven to the point of helping brands understand the 
the, the, the secret sauce in customer service and really showing up and, and, and being appreciative to people. And I said, now that you know this book, and I said, this is your second book. Your first book was all about crushing it, cashing in on your, on, on your passion. Now is the time to be able to do it. And he said, well, now that, I'll, I'll never forget. It. He said, now that Crush It's been out about 18 months and mm-hmm. that blueprint is, is very clear now. And a lot of people have been able to execute on that blueprint. That rang so clear in my head and resonated so much with me because that's exactly what I did. Right. I borrowed my friend's Audible. I, I downloaded it. I put it on my iPod, not an iPad, an iPod. <laughs> and I walked every day and I listened to it and I consumed it and I connected with Gary and I became obsessed with what he was doing. And I thought his energy level is no different from mine. His passion is no different from mine. And one day this guy is going to be the who's who in this space. Right. And I have the opportunity to be able to create something similar on that. So I'm going to follow this guy's lead and do everything that he does. So that original Crush It, and by the way, the book's 10 years old. It's still relevant today. If you haven't read it, it's called Crush It. He wrote a follow-up, which was his most recent book called Crushing It. Came out a couple of years back, but still relevant. His entire, I, I say by his entire library on there, but it truly became a blueprint that I could follow. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, he's he's done so much in the social space because marketing is evolving um, faster than many people can keep up, especially business owners. And having a brand that presents you as an authority that people can get to know over time is one of the, it's, it's, it's just like a secret source, man. It's, it's so powerful in the move. So I want to take the conversation now to not only why business owners should look to putting podcasts together for themselves and for their audience, even if they think they don't have one. And what good the podcast will actually do for them. And then we can look at maybe two or three steps that they can take to get started in their own podcast. Sure. We can definitely do that. To add some context. (laughs) Yeah. To add some context, I think it's important to understand how in the world I went from digital agency, starting with with, with Gary V, to completely segueing all in with podcasting. Let's go. And that took place. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's get some context. Yeah, let's do it. So that started back in, uh, so I, I had the agency until 2016. And then I really started to, I just kept coming back to, dude, you need to become who you need to be for this brand or you're just going to fuck it all up. Am I allowed to say that? Sorry. Dude, that's uh, that, that's so important. You need to become who you need to be. You got to listen to the little voice inside. Don't listen do. to everybody else. That's if you ignore it, yeah. you're going to wonder, you're going to wonder, you know, what happened? What did, I think it was Tommy Lasorda that said, some people say, some people watch it happen. Some people make it happen. Some people say, what happened? And, uh, you know, I, I think that happens, you know, more times than not to a lot of people. I did not want that to happen. I grew up with everything that I needed. I grew up middle class, average, with just what I needed, but it was a very scarce scarcity. There's never been a millionaire in my family that at least I've actually known. There's nobody been successful to be able to retire and take care of their family, any of that. So Mm -hmm. I I, I wanted to figure out a way that I could actually break that chain. And I'm a father myself. I've got a 20 year old daughter. And I thought it's my responsibility to break some of these generational curses that have taken place of scarcity and limited mindsets, et cetera. So completely understand. Careful what you ask for, because the more you continue to focus on, hey, I need to move towards this, I need to move towards this. So it was the beginning, and I knew that I was not happy doing the social media work. Why? Well, because every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Sally on the block was becoming a social media manager. Now, there's nothing wrong with that work. I just know that I was designed for something more. Right. I know social media. I get it, but I would rather wake up in the morning punch myself in the face and eat my pillow, then run your Facebook account. No, I don't want to hire people to do it. No, I don't want to, I don't want to babysit content, man. I don't want to do any of that. Do you I want to wake up way? every day. You know, no. it feels that way. Everybody else that's ever started a social media management agency feels that sure. way. You know, it's, it's awful. I hate it. <laughs> now, another Gary lesson, Sebastian, you can earn just as so much, just as much money. Stop doing shit you hate. You can yes. earn just as much money doing shit that you love and being <laughs> happy at it. He said that in 2008, Web 2.0 talk, 2008. Go look it up. One of Dude, his, that, that talk, put him on the map. But if you don't know what it is that makes you happy, if you haven't taken the time to figure that out, you're still going to keep doing the same shit every day, going to a job that makes you miserable, doing a career that makes you miserable. Oh, because yeah, you, you don't familiar. take the time you don't take the time to figure it out and i I keep telling people you can do whatever you want anything you just have to figure out what it is you want to do and define that path and go that route like there's never been a there's just never been an easier time to be able to do any of this so it's ridiculous 
It's ridiculous. I was <laughs> I was segueing out of the social media stuff. I was because it's mm -hmm. here's the deal. There's no client that signs on for two grand a month and is with your client forever. No, it's mm -hmm. very rare. I've had a couple. I have one to this day that's been a client for five years, and I had one of my original boot camp attendees uh, that was a, a large mall here in Miami. They were a client for five or six years consistent very rare it's an anomaly that happens this is a new business game it is all about what new business can i bring in yep. how can i service that new business ongoing if they stick around and pay gravy but if they don't my business is solely focused on brand new business that's a tough lesson for a lot of us to be able to understand so as i realized you know what no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do work that i that i hate i, I mean i'm already i mean if if you're going to struggle, you might as well struggle on figuring out how to be happy. You're not going to struggle doing shit that you hate. Dude, so that I is moved, so true. Sorry, carry on. I, if I moved more towards, as I moved more towards that, it was it was the beginning of January. It was the beginning of 2016. And I wanted, and I decided that it was time for a girlfriend. So I went on a dating app and I met a girl on a dating app, Tinder specifically, when, date, when Tinder was popular back then. Mm -hmm. And she lived in Fort Lauderdale. And... I'll never forget. It was March 1st, 2016. I went out and met her for a beer and she said, Hey, I'm in, I'm, I'm part of this personal development course right now. And it's very, it's extremely impactful. And I said, Oh, I love personal development. I've been at Tony Robbins. I've done a landmark forum. I mean, I'm an, I'm, I'm a modern day personal development expert, but I was very dismissive on any type of invites as far as, Hey, maybe, you know, you should take a look at this course. I think it could really be something. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm in this integration phase. Just a bunch of lies. I continued to tell mm -hmm. myself on why I wouldn't do it. Well, we're, her and I, um, hit it off so much that we we started to date almost immediately and things moved pretty fast. That was red flag. Number one, things moved pretty fast, but she eventually said, Hey, listen, I signed you up for this program. It's called gratitude training. Same premise as any personal development course, getting yeah. through through your bullshit, healing past trauma, going in, figuring out what really happened in your story and being able to decipher the two on there. So did, did, how many how many men waste half their lives avoiding doing this hippie shit because they don't want to get in touch with it? I did. 39 fucking years it took me to discover, wait a minute, the hippies might have been right, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, you know, listen, if you look at look at your life and tell yourself the truth real quick, mm -hmm. are you happy with where you're at right now? And are you happy with who you are? And more importantly, are you happy with how you're showing up in the world? What are other people's experience of you? Are you taking away or are you adding to? And I just mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to be in the adding to component, but I couldn't do it if I hated myself. Yes. I couldn't do it if I didn't pass, if I didn't get through my parents' divorce when I was nine. Yes. I couldn't get through it if I if I if I if I had this hostility that I created towards my stepmother that in turn carried over into relationships with women and personal relationships, et cetera. Until I was able to get in and address all that and simply come to the conclusion that. What happened to me as a child was that my parents got divorced. That was it. Mm -hmm. Everything else is bullshit. Everything else is just a story and an interpretation and my rendition, my Scooby-Doo ending of what took place. <laughs> but until I didn't do until somebody until uh, men especially. Um, you know, growing up, stiff upper lip, you're taught to hide your emotions, you're taught to be a, yep. a strong alpha and a leader. And until you actually take the time and get in touch with that inner voice, you can't make this progress. And I resisted that for 39 years to my never-ending shame. It took me that long to discover that the inner voice was the one that I really should have been listening to all along. And the hippie shit maybe wasn't as much shit as I'd been led to believe. But well, it's the control factor. You know, we're like, we got it all figured out. Just ask us. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't know a single grown-up that has everything figured out. Even even the guys I know that are the seven and eight and eight-figure earners, I, I believe i got a couple of nine-figure earners in there too. Every single one of them that I know is constantly networking. They're constantly learning. They're constantly looking at things from alternate angles. And they're constantly open to changing their opinion based on the introduction of new evidence. Yeah. And, you know... When we're under the impression that everybody's got it figured out and I've just got to be like this guy, they really don't. They're all in there learning and growing every single day. Absolutely. Some of us just know a little bit more than others, but mm -hmm. most of us, all of us are figuring it out. And I think one of the most liberating things ever uh, as a parent is, is, is the day you can admit to your kids that you're just making it up. As you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely true. 
Like, really, is. And, and it adds a human component to you know to to who you are. So I went through this program. Her and I didn't work out. She broke up with me, broke my heart. It was all twisted sideways. Um, but a lot of stuff shows up in the midst of these when you go in and you're willing to do the work and you're open and you're willing to to listen to that voice and get in there and say, okay, here's what happened. Here's what really happened. And when I could come because before the story was, well, my dad did this and uh-huh. my stepmom did this and they did that to me mm-hmm. and they did me and it all clicked when the instructor came up to me and said hey sebastian when you were born your dad held you in his hands and never once did he look at you and say you know what one day i'm gonna leave this kid Mm -mm. the only thing he did was say i love this kid with everything i have he's my son and he did the best he could do that's so true and that's, that's so it. true. And a lot of us can't get there because of some trick. And there's uh, my parents getting divorced and having a stepmother that was, you know, difficult to deal with is is not even scratching the surface of some of the very traumatic things that have taken place with abuse in childhood. And, I, and I've, I've heard of my fair share of crazy stories, which are extremely unfortunate. But what's important to understand is that they do not define us and they clearly are not us and not where we're going. They're simply a part of our past and our opportunity to be able to grow and gain some perspective on where that was at. So I was able to learn self-love. I was able to forgive my dad. I was able to make the phone calls. I was able to clean whatever needed to get cleaned up. But most importantly, Sam, I was able to come out of this 100% accountable for my own life, realizing that everything is my fault. Dude, that is Everything. real power. That is real power right there. You're exactly, and you're exactly right. That is standing in your power. That is knowing who the fuck you are and being able to say it cons- uh, consistently and confidently and have others actually believe it, right? Because they don't actually he- just hear it, but they feel it too. Mm-hmm. And when they can feel it and hear it, it makes it believable. It makes it, it brings it to a point where someone says, you know what? Because of that guy, I'm thinking a little different here, and I think that I can make that shift, and I think that's really what life is all about, continuing to evolve into whoever it is we are, we are becoming, and through that process, and also healing, that healing journey, if you will, and a little woo-woo ver- uh, verbiage there, but healing through that process, and people say, so what do you do after you heal? Well, then you help others do the same thing, but you don't do it by telling them how to heal. That's their job. You do it by leading by example of saying, Hey, here's what I'm willing to do in my own life. I have, I'm 100% accountable for my life. Everything that takes place in my life is my responsibility and my fault. I'm not here. The only time I'm pointing a finger is when I'm standing in front of a mirror. That is the only time that happens. And that power is something that you can, and I had still had no idea. So I'm, I joined this course in like, I think it's May or June of that year. Her and I've been dating a couple months. And I joined the course. And when you go in and start doing some real work, it gets ugly. It gets gnarly. And I took like an unplanned sabbatical. I was already letting clients go left and right because I hated the work. I had no idea I'm going to pay my bills. How am I going to get by? Had a couple speaking gigs. So I was good for a couple of months. And but I had no idea how I was going to get through. I, I still don't know. I made it through 2016, but I did. Mm-hmm. So I got through that program, got through the breakup, got through all of that. And by all that, by, by the time that was all done, it was around September. Had another Tony Robbins awakening moment. Wake up. Got out of bed, out of my way. I'm going to handle this. This stops today. The whole, even though I'd gone in and healed, I was still in this emotional space because shit comes up and you're very emotionally driven and you're not that motivated because you're just figuring things out. You're relearning yourself. You're relearning your new way of thinking. So it takes a little bit of time, but it also takes action. It takes the ability to say, you know what? This is where this stops today because I said so. And in, in that decision-making process comes from within. Nobody mm-hmm. tells us what to do. People can speak into our lives. That's a lot of my story, people speaking into my lives, but it's up to us to make that decision to be able to take action. So I woke up that day, I went and uh, rented a desk around the corner here in a co-working space. And I ran into a friend that had an internet radio show in that same co-working space. And her and I had seen each other here and there. And I called her my business flirt. I would see her all the time, single mom, single dad. And we would chat it up and I'd say, hey, how's your internet radio show going? And she said, uh, great. And I said, how do you know? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a problem. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Yeah. And she goes, yeah. no, I have no idea how to start a podcast. I don't even know what a podcast is. And I'll never forget it. We were in the elevator and she pokes me in my chest and she goes, why don't you create a solution to help people start a podcast? Now, Sam, I came out of this training program wanting to know what's next. I don't want to do social media stuff anymore, but I want to stay in the social space because I've got a reputation. I've written books. I speak on the topic. How can I, how can I, how can I whittle down 
Yeah. Um, and really find that niche and bingo podcasting was it. So I walked her down to her car, came back up to my desk, took out three sheets of paper and I wrote out the entire game plan for what would become the podcast launch lab, which would be a turnkey podcast launch solution to take marketers and entrepreneurs from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less with a proven podcast launch solution. And I slowly started to phase out social buzz clients and just start beating that podcast drum even louder. And yeah. when I beat them, sometimes the louder you beat the drum, especially earlier on, the more people tell you that you're out of your, you're completely out of your tree, which a lot of people still did. And yeah. I did that in September of 2016. Uh, and I, and I have not looked back since I went back in January to that same co-working space, opened up a podcast studio and things came real full circle. Um, then because I thought here I am, I was on the fifth floor. Now I'm on the sixth floor. I've got a space. I was renting a desk. Now I've got a studio that I've converted here. That was in January of 20 last year, COVID hits. Uh, I had a tremendous year with the podcast launch lab had been, we, we had been taking the training wheels off full blown podcast launch lab. And uh, at the beginning of this year, I realized that, well, people aren't going to offices like they used to. So mm -hmm. my initial game plan of people coming into the studio, and the only thing it was doing was stroking my ego daily. So I decided to close the studio, bring everything back to my house, create my own setup, which you see right here. Uh, and then as things start to open back up, reconsider that, that solution. But um Second book came out in the midst of the pandemic. It was, it was, it was a challenge time for a lot of people, but I opened the studio, uh, continued to go all in with podcasting, wrote my second book mm -hmm. that dropped in uh, in December of last year called Podcast Suck. If you don't have one, hence uh -huh. the yeah and hence the t-shirt so the shirt. Uh, yeah I, I wrote the book told everything i know about starting a podcast the who what why and where all the steps we utilize at the podcast launch lab how do you start how do you pick a name what equipment do i utilize how do you market it uh, but i really got granular with mindset and the commitment and the the understanding of getting clear with your why and how the why can carry you into and create momentum for you to be able to continue because starting something's one thing continuing mm -hmm. well the why mode. the why is the most important part it's why am I doing this and who am I trying to communicate with? What's the message? Because if there's no solid why, then you run out of steam. This isn't easy putting on podcasts every week. It's not easy monologuing for half an hour and talking to you, you guys that are listening. It's not easy. It's a huge amount of commitment. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see in people wanting to start this is they don't have a why. They just, well, I want to make a podcast. Well, why? What's the message? Who's your audience? Um, me specifically, it's reaching back to guys where I've been uh, who are walking a path that I've walked and helping them through to the other side of that. Um, it's reaching out to guys that are struggling with alcohol, that are struggling with relationships, struggling with small business, any of that kind of stuff, and bringing on guys like you that you've been through it. You've you've failed. You you've you moved across the country to fly, back back to Florida with 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 a, a bag and your daughter. I mean, you've been through it. So my why is connecting guys like you with guys like I was ten years ago. That's my why, That's and it makes it, it makes it easy for me to come back week after week after week and put the work in. So how do you go about helping people that are wanting to start podcasts to find their whys? Well, that's their job. I just tell them that they've got to have it. <laughs> you don't I, help I, them? I, like, go figure it out. Yeah. Well, you can't help anybody. It's like saying, I'm going to help you learn how to sing. I mean, I guess if you're a vocal coach, you could tweak people, et cetera, but the vocal coach isn't going to sing for you. Right. So figuring out your why, that's not my job. I'm just here to tell you if, it's, if your why is 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 something that really resonates. Because if it resonates with me, more than likely it will resonate with other people mm -hmm. too. So figuring out that why, I wrote a whole chapter on figuring out your why uh, without getting too Simon Sinek on, on people. But his, you know, his, his famous quote, uh, he's big on why, wrote a couple of books on finding why, and, and, and incredible, incredible author and communicator. And um, he says that people don't do uh, people, people do business. People don't care about what you do. They care about why you do it. Mm -hmm. And that is so, so accurate. So I tell people, people call me and say, I want to start a podcast, Sebastian. I go, great. Why? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, my friends and I have conversations and they're funny. That's a terrible reason. Mm hmm. So why do you want to start a podcast? Because I've got a message to share. I've got a story to tell. And I believe if I share my story with other people, it's going to impact people's lives and leave them better. That's my why. It allows mm -hmm. me to connect with them. And I said, perfect. That's a great example of a why. People say, what is a why? I said, what, what, when your feet hit the floor every single morning and you get that funny feeling in your stomach that says, if I could just do this for the rest of my life, that I, I do it. That's your why. Whatever you're passionate, deeply passionate about is, 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 is more than likely tied to your why of, 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 you know, what your mission is, what your life mission is and why you want to do it. The, 
I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, dialing into that why, and again, for me, it's it's more that I made so many mistakes and felt so much pain and came out the other side of it successful. I'd love to go back to me 10 years ago and help him through his mistakes and help him avoid the pain and compress that time between struggling and success. That's all I'm trying to do is is help people avoid the Shorten pain. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know um, if they'll ever avoid the pain. I think the point. I think the. I think the pain is, is <laughs> inevitable. The pain well, yeah. has to be there because there's there's clarity in the pain if you're open. Oh yeah, you got to go open. through. You got to go through the fire to get forged. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. There's, yeah, the only way out is through. No so, doubt. No doubt. And that's a that, that's a personal experience to be able to go through and not actually realize. I tell people all the time. I go, you know, it's unfortunate. I'm sorry you're in this space right now, and I understand that it's difficult and it's painful. But I, I just got to encourage you to. And this is what people encourage me to do. And I thought they were completely out of their tree. Was that you've got to lean into the pain. Oh just yes. Be, Yes, and I, I hear thought, that all the time. Be with it. I'm like, dude, are you a friend? Or are you like trying to like point me in the right direction? Are you lean into the pain? Do you have an idea how bad it is? Because you can't get rid of the pain. So you might as well lean into it and find the information that's available yes. within that pain on there because there is a tremendous amount of, of power in that pain. And there's also whatever's on the other side of that as living proof uh, is, is well worth it. It's that's well the reward. Worth it. Yeah. it really, really is. It so really they is. say, they say when you're going through hell, keep going. That's it. That, that's it. When life, listen, things aren't going right, go left. Most definitely. So to, to your question prior to that, as I added some context to help you understand how I ended up in the world of yeah. podcasting, and it's been you know, five years. I haven't looked back since. It's probably the best decisions I've ever made in my life. My, 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 not only my, my faith, but my story get to play out through my, through, uh, through my business and my life. Cause I'm the real deal. I'm a devout Christian. I love Jesus, but I cuss a lot. That's my story. Uh, and I usually, and I share that with people as part of my journey where it's at. So people know that I'm a real individual, whatever you believe in or whatever you, that's totally cool. I just share my story. And if it resonates with people, great. Sometimes it doesn't always, not everybody is our people, right? But right. I'm able to allow my story to play out through my brand. And I do that by sharing my story with the people that I'm I'm screening out to figure out if they're a fit to do business. So they have fit to be able to help them actually start a podcast. So I help them understand who I am as a human being help them understand how I got into the world of podcasting. And then I start to talk about what we can do and what's possible with being able to start a podcast. What happens there, Sam, is that if you're willing to be vulnerable and share your story and be very transparent and authentic with people you're communicating with, it kicks open the door for them to do the same. Because mm -hmm. not everybody is transparent and, and, and you know, lacks a filter like I do. Uh, and like, <laughs> have a, like we have a, have a conversation. Not everybody has that. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, hey, my life's really fucked up. They're like, yeah, mine too. And here's what I did about it. And people are like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So I'm able to allow my story to play out into my business. And I'm able to show how I've been able to maintain sanity and still go through this roller coaster world we like to call entrepreneurship and still stay sane doing it. I know for a fact that my mission is to leave people different. And I know that I do because I have people show up and say, I want to start a podcast. I have no idea where to start. And I get them launched and I turn them into a podcasting animal where they're completely obsessed with what they've built and created. They build it. I just instruct them and give them a plan on how to go execute on it. They go and actually do all of the work, but there's not a more rewarding feeling. Whether somebody picks up a copy of the book, I had a lady send me, I don't even know who she was, sends me a copy of the first in, inside pages of my book. These pages were covered in notes. She said, I've read this book three times and it's changed my life and my complete outlook on what's possible with creating content. That's why I do what I do. And I write books and I create YouTube videos and I create content because I want to be able to service and serve anybody. So if you can't afford to hire me, great. Pick up a book, go to my YouTube channel. Doesn't cost you a penny to be able to go and do book might cost you a dollar or 15 bucks, whichever type of book that you actually like. But I like to know that I'm providing Everything that I know, and I believe it's my responsibility. It's our responsibility when we know more. When we're smarter than the average bear about one specific topic, it's our responsibility to be able to share it with the world. But at the same time, it works. You know, the, the book, the YouTube channel, the content, that all contributes to my edification as, hey, maybe this guy knows what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. It lessens the time of people going to need to get to know, like, and trust this guy because mm -hmm. you feel like you know, like, and trust me because you've seen my videos, you see me online, you wrote my book, you saw yeah. all my talks. Etc. So, but it also um, adds. It also adds. Hey, if he's giving this shit away for free, how good is his paid content? How good is his program? You know that exactly. that that is a. It's that validation there in the space that's saying this man knows what he's talking about, and this is free. Let me sign up. Absolutely. So, 
Absolutely. So if you're if you're listening to this right now, you're thinking, you know what, this is all good stuff. I'm in the process of figuring myself out and figuring out what's next. Or I figured myself out and I've got a great brand. I'm creating content, but podcast is next on the list. There's a couple of things to consider. First of all, we already talked about this briefly. Why are you starting a podcast? Mm -hmm. Why in the world are you starting a podcast? That, but that's that most important. That, that why has got to be explicitly clear. It should roll right off your tongue uh, like your last name. And people can resonate with it almost immediately. Once you figured out your why, then it's time to come up with a name. What have you come up? What, what do you want to call the show? Uh, in something that pertains to your brand, complements your brand, and actually makes sense and will translate. Once you've figured out a name, now it's time to put together a strategy on how what kind of show is it going to be? Am I going to talk? Am I going to be a talking head? Am I going to interview people? That should be the strategy. Your strategy should be interviewing people. Yeah. Podcasts exist to build, build bridges. Podcasts exist to build relationships. Calling for getting someone on the phone for another sales call or figuring out how we can help each other is is being coming very very common these days you've got to stand out from the noise yes i can be able to say hey hey sam love to have you on my podcast it's an incredible way to productively pick your brain and if you don't have a podcast by the time we've gotten done with our interview i can assure you that i will say sam when are you starting a podcast more times than not you're going to say i got it on the list mate but i have no idea where to start is that what you do yeah great let's schedule a call and go from there i can't tell you the amount of people that i convert from podcast interviews so coming up with your why create your name and create the strategy for it i'm going to do an interview series is it going to be once a week is it going to be twice a month just figure out a consistency and see stick with it. And then from there, it's creating your podcast cover art. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can create your podcast cover art in Canva. You can go to Fiverr and hire someone to be able to do it. And then you're going to need an intro and an outro for your podcast episode. By the way, we all do we do all these services at the podcastlaunchlive.com for existing podcasters. Shameless plug. Uh, but you can you, if you plug want, away, you dude. To, plug away. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to get started today, these are some quick resources. You want to, you know, creating your name, you want to get your podcast cover art done. That's your podcast logo. You want to get your, you want to write an intro script, an outro script, um, and get that done. Those are your bookends for each episode. That's what people hear before the episode and after the episode. You want to put a promo trailer together, just like any movie trailer or any other type of promo teaser mm -hmm. 60 to 90 seconds long given the who what why and where that'll educate motivate differentiate what the show is going to be all about and it's also your first piece of content to upload to your podcast hosting account and that's where your podcast will live so you'll need a podcast hosting account you can use anchor if you're just getting started and you have no idea what you want to do or the concept start with anchor get 10 15 episodes under your belt and then say okay maybe it's time to move to a podcast host paid that's 10 15 bucks a month buzzsprout right, libsyn right. simplecast whatever you want uh, but find out that it's going to be something there so and start recording once you can record the episode, you get it edited, you can find an editor on, on, on Fiverr, you can attempt to do it yourself, you can record on Anchor, uh, put the intro, the outro on the front and back of the episode, upload it to your podcast host, and then you've got to create content. So you want to take the replay from your podcast episode that you probably recorded on Zoom. So you got the video and the mm -hmm. audio, you can create audiograms, you can create images, you can create micro videos. Mm -hmm. This is the way that you're going to be able to market your podcast. We do a lot of business with existing podcasters here at the podcast podcast launch time as well as our shows that we launch because you know editing an episode is one thing but your episode gets uploaded then what do you have a link to share big deal like people yeah. are going to click on a link on Facebook and go listen to a podcast episode. You've got to create a piece of multiple pieces of content around the podcast episode with specific topics that will pique people's interest with the call to action of the, the 30, 60 seconds long that'll pique people's interest to go listen to the episode on yep. there. Plus you've got content for Insta, for, for, for all socials, LinkedIn, Instagram stories and Facebook and the whole nine. Uh, and you're able to better market. And also, number one, you need content anyway for your brand. Number two, you got to market the podcast episode. Number three, it's awareness. It markets not only the podcast, but the podcast episode and your brand too. So there are 13 steps that I've defined. In fact, in the book, I define 13 steps. Chapter five is how, how you go through those 13 steps and what we specifically do at the podcast launch lab to start a podcast. But for the initial that's your homework right now. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, figure out your why. What do you want to call it? What kind of show it's going to be? Who's going to create the intro, the outro? Who's going to create your podcast cover art? How do you start recording? You can utilize a USB mic you can find on Amazon for 65, 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go all out. It depends what your budget is. I wrote a whole chapter on crawl, walk, run, sprint. 
uh, on different <laughs> phases of your podcast. You can start with your, you can record a podcast. Let me be clear, disclosure. You can create and record a podcast and produce it with an iPhone. And most of us have an iPhone. I can't speak for Android users. Mm -hmm. um, you freaks are going to have to figure it out on your own. But if I'm kidding, there's something comparable <laughs> on Android on Android too. But literally, if you can use corded, head, corded headphones with a microphone, plug them in your phone, get into a quiet space, pull up the Anchor app, you can legitimately record a podcast episode, upload it. You can even create your podcast cover art. You don't have to pay for a, 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 a podcast host because Anchor is all inclusive. That's under the unpopular opinion with a lot of professional podcasters, but it's a great, great starting point. Uh, for beginners so and, and that's, that's not every you can everything remember you need to that. put a podcast but it's it's that that's your initial starting point i would overwhelm you uh, if i gave you every step of the way here plus we'd be here till next tuesday and i, I know we're running up on time man so we're gonna wrap this up but man, dude i want to just say how important it is to just get it done Good is better than perfect. We don't need to go out and spend five grand on equipment and hosting and editing. Good is better than perfect. Just get it done. I, I'd say done is better than perfect. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. And 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 remember your first podcast episode. I can go back four years and look at my first one that I ever did. And it, 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 it's embarrassing. I cringe now. But without that first episode, I wouldn't have been able to build the second one and the third I one. Love that, I love that you bring that up. I love that you bring that up. I was just, um, I was just in Nashville last week for our week before last for podcast movement it's the industry conference mm -hmm. every year it's been going since 2014 i think uh and my good friend john lee dumas was there john's probably the best podcaster on the planet in my opinion he's mm -hmm. built a brand entrepreneur on fire over the past yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. About 20 million. Oh, yeah. the guy's just absolutely crushing super it super familiar with that guy yeah yeah man jld's the man so he was on my podcast last year and we got into the conversation extensively because him and i connected in one of my clubhouse rooms mm -hmm. and i had known him forever we were at a chance to really really connect uh he was in one of my rooms and uh, his book was coming out so it was good time we got a chance to connect further and i chance to get him on the show and we talked about that first episode because he said in clubhouse listen to me people if the only bit of advice you take today is this it is that your first episode will suck mm -hmm. <laughs> mine sucked yours sucked, sucked yep it is just part of the process your first youtube video suck your first piece of content etc but specifically speaking to podcasts on here and he said randomly he opened up apple podcast that morning before our interview and opened it up and for some reason apple podcast their ui is terrible so i wasn't shocked but there the, the, his very first episode of entrepreneur on fire popped up and he thought you know for shits and giggles i'm going to just press play and he goes when i say that i was it was like it was like claws on mm -hmm. a chalkboard. I was literally cringing, but it was such a great reminder of how far I've come. It yeah. really, really is. And I look back and I see the same thing too. So yes, to your point and to JLD's point, your first episode will suck. Do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you fell off a bicycle the first time you tried to ride one and now look at you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I love that you say that. I say it all the time. Have you ever read a book, Sam? You're, you're ever in a book. You ever rode a bike, Sam? Never. Yeah. You ever fell off that bike? What'd you do, Sam? Got back on that bike, started pedaling. And listen, life and podcasting works the same way. But one the first episode brings you to the second episode, brings you to the hundredth episode. Yeah. So give your times give yourself time and give yourself patience to evolve. I used to wear big poindexter glasses before the, before the bow tie. Cause I wanted to be memorable. Then everybody started wearing poindexter glasses and all the hipsters and down with their skinny jeans. <laughs> so I said, maybe a bow tie is a better option on here, but I allowed myself to evolve. Now I wouldn't put a bow tie on if you paid me. <laughs> right. Uh, but it allowed me to, to, I, you know, be that, have that differentiator, have that one thing that people remember, the guy with the bow tie. Mm -hmm. Bow ties never go out of style because bow ties were never in style. That's a good so, point. It, you know, it allowed me to, 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 to separate myself uh, from the, the noise that's out there. There's a lot of noise that's taking place. But if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, you know what, I've been thinking about starting a podcast and, and this has really helped me come full circle that this is something that needs to start like this week. Uh, and you need some help with that. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'll, I'll talk to anybody for 10 minutes well, about their well, yeah. do me do me a favor, uh, Sebastian. I know we're up on time here. I know you got a tight calendar, my man. Uh, first off, I think we'd have uh, many, many great conversations over uh, over cigars or something over the years. I think you'd uh, you you have been a a very entertaining and very interesting guest. So thank you uh, immensely for coming on. Um, please you. do me a favor <clears throat> right now. Just list out exactly where you want the uh, the listeners to go follow you and how they can take action and get a hold of you. 
Absolutely. Well, first of all, all of these links are going to be available in the Small Business Surgeon show notes, which is the description of this podcast episode, in case you're wondering what show notes are. So don't worry if you're driving. I need a pen. I got to write that down. <laughs> no, no, but in no. The event yeah. that you're Everything's in the show down, notes. Yeah, we listed, we listed it all for you guys. Exactly. But in the event you got a pen handy and you want to write it down real quick, a direct link to my calendar to schedule a time uh, to chat about your podcast ID and see if you're a fit for our program is podcastlaunchlabnow.com. That's podcast launchlabnow.com. That'll bring you, just type in your email address, bring it right to my calendar. You can pick a day and time that works for you and we will absolutely make it happen. You want to learn more about what's going on at the podcast launch lab, you can go to podcastlaunchlab.com. So podcastlaunchlab.com. Of course, the book dropped in December. It's everything I know about podcasting. So I tell people, if you not just read this book, but if you do exactly what it says, you will have everything you need in order to start a podcast. You can go to podcasts suck that's plural podcast suck.com bring it right to amazon it's a buck if you've got uh kindle if you've got kindle unlimited it's free and if you're old school and you like to mark it up and Dude. take notes i know that i do um uh, a copy will set you back about 15 bucks if you really want to sign copy for me then reach out schedule a call let's have a conversation <laughs> i will get a signed copy of this bad boy in the mail and again i have an entire library over on my youtube channel that i'm incredibly proud of that gives you everything you need to know about starting a podcast and that can be found at youtube.com forward slash podcast launch lab okay i'm done bitch. dude wonderful um man i will absolutely be uh, picking up a hard copy of that book i'm a huge fan of uh, having paper in my hand and uh, being able to notate stuff and uh, who knows man I've, I've definitely uh learned a few things from our conversation i'm sure there'll be more there in the book so if you are interested in uh in setting up a podcast and want to know the ins and outs of it um sebastian rusk is the guy to go to it's been a wonderful conversation sebastian i really appreciate you uh, squeezing us into your car we're way over the 30 minutes, but uh, there was way more than 30 minutes of value in the conversation. So I appreciate it. And another big lesson I learned from Gary, Sebastian, always make time for people. I, I don't care how crazy things get and how and how successful you become. And he still lives that to this day. He's probably worth 800, 900 million now at a minimum. Uh, it was second round of Facebook and Twitter and Uber investor. You can only mm -hmm. imagine he's had a mountain of success. The guy still gets mobbed, refuses to get take security. I know because I run into him these days. I'm the MC for the event. He's the keynote. And I see the behind the scenes stuff where security is available if you need it. And he said, no, I want to get mobbed. I want to take selfies. I want to answer questions. <laughs> I want to hug people. I want to be able to connect because that is truly what it's all about in this world, in this life really is connecting with people and the relationships that we build. So Sam, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope that I've been able to serve you uh, and your audience. And I look forward to you and I connecting further. Absolutely, Sebastian. It's been wonderful. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Let him uh, out of here. That is Sebastian Rusk. Go check him out online. And as always, you'll be good, be safe. And if you have gotten anything at all from this podcast, please run and uh, leave us a review on iTunes, download the show, subscribe to it. Everything helps get the word out and helps other people hear the messages that we are dropping. All right, you'll have a good week. Stay safe. And we'll see you on this week's episode of Friday Fire. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.